Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for another podcast. My name is Patty. The shop is Herbs to Your House. We are here almost every day, pretty much only by appointment nowadays. Please call 724-836-7440 should you wish to make an appointment. You can always go to the website, www.herbstoyourhealth.net, to order if you wish, or send me a message. You know this about me, that I really don't uh, watch the news, listen to news, hear news. Every now and then I see a a blurb. Um, A couple of them caught my eye in the past week. One was about the Shigella bacteria, and then uh, the next one was about a new kind of fungus. Both of those are, quote-unquote, almost untreatable, according to the uh, general wisdom of the day, I guess. And then I heard there's because of one of the two of those, or both of them, or I don't even know what, there's a high probability of lockdowns again. So what do we have there? We have some fear. Uh, Not from me, but I don't know, maybe people would have some fear, who knows. Um, Anyway, if if you think that silver is not gonna be effective against those, I would have to say, I would have to disagree. Um, there's really nothing like our silver product in all of the natural health products. This is not your grandmother's colloidal silver. It's safe, it's non-toxic, it's non-invasive, it's quantum, utilizing resonance, contact time, and magnetic disruption. It has been proven safe for long-term daily use in over 400 human clinical trials. It has over 50 different patents, this particular one. I'm not talking about silver in general or people buy sovereign silver and other kinds of silver. It's our um, silver shield product. It's very effective. It's much more effective than products containing up to 3,000 parts per million. Those would be the ones that people make in their homes. Uh, Well, I don't know. I don't know, but you can get that much in there. Uh, That's how the guy turned blue, actually. He, the blue guy, the Smurf guy who was on Oprah back in the, I don't know, 90s, maybe. Uh, Less is really more. There is no accumulation, it's 20 parts per million. It leaves the body every 24 hours. It's more bioavailable. Silver has continual function in the body. It's a nanoparticle. It remains stable even when frozen or heated. So imagine that this silver shield is capable of killing pathogens but protecting probiotics. It's safe for children and babies. It prevents viral replication. It improves wound healing and it's non-toxic. All kinds of research, tons of research 
all supporting silver's use in fighting pathogen infection. It's the only metal not considered to be heavy because it does not build up in the body. I remember when this came out and my herbalist, popular herbalist friend at the time uh, said, oh, I'll never use that. And I said, why? And she said, because it's silver. It's a heavy metal. It's not a heavy metal. It does not build up in the body. Bacteria, viruses, yeast, fungus are destroyed. The list of pathogen destruction is very long, over 650. Silver molecules are supercharged with 10,000 volts of alternating current AC, which allows silver particles to do more with less. It donates multiple electrons to target multiple pathogens. Then the silver recharges itself. The result is more physics than chemistry. One silver particle can tackle multiple pathogens multiple times. Researchers showed it to be highly bioavailable 99%, 100% safe, and 100% non-toxic. Silver particles are tiny enough to enter a single red blood cell. You can fit 2,000 silver particles inside one red blood cell. Silver takes the burden off the immune system by assisting pathogen elimination. It's fabulous immune system support. By no means am I saying that this is the only thing that you should be ingesting as part of your supplement program, but definitely every day. Um, it doesn't encourage resistant microbial strains, kind of like antibiotics do. So when you, I was thinking in the past week about rest, digestion, and healing. There, it's like sleep, immune support, and gut health. I think about these things together anytime anyone asks me about one of these topics. It's kind of like the question of what came first, the chicken or the egg? All these things tie together as parts of the parasympathetic nervous system, which is responsible for resting, digesting, and healing. Um, I had a Chinese meditation teacher in the early 80s, and he was all about uh, taking time off of um, just like the resting phase, you take time off of eating and uh, so, so your body could digest food and then heal. So he, he was all about the, you know, a lot of, not only the sleep, but then a period of time of rest. Kind of like, uh, you know, 24 hours in a day, you have eight hours to work, eight hours to sleep and eight hours to play. I don't know where that eight hours of play goes, but I never seem to get that or find it. Uh, anyway, he, he said pretty much that 16 hours to take off, you know, take off from eating and all that. I forget how he did, said it, but it kind of stuck with me. 
Anyway, if your sleep is disrupted, you can feel like a zombie, tired all day, which can lead to a weakened immune state and cause anxiety, which will now disrupt your sleep and your digestion. If your digestion is poor, this will lead to leaky gut and inflammation can lead that will cause poor immune health and lead to waking up with heartburn or difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep or sleeping for two hours and waking up for with something I don't you know like a muscle cramp in your leg or something if your immune system is depleted likely because 80 to or more percent of your immune cells are in your gut you're likely to have poor digestion and poor sleep what happens first Whenever you first notice the issue of sleep disturbance, poor immune health, or poor digestion, <clears throat> I like to start the return to optimal function in the gut. Cutting out difficult to digest and absorb foods like high, highly processed packaged foods or um, animal flesh and Adding in foods that are easy to digest, like soup, uh, vegetable soup, any kind of plants, gives the gut a chance to rest and begin the healing process. And then um, taking something like licorice is really good for supporting digestion and boosting the immune system. Uh, aloe vera juice and silver with a good probiotic, probiotic 11 or 11 elevated, will support gut health without disrupting the biodiversity of the gut microbiome. When you improve the digestion and health of the gut, you will notice an improvement in both sleep quality and immune health. Uh, a third to half of the United States population has sleep problems. Why do you think there are commercials on TV for sleep medication, pharmaceuticals? Anyway, um, people either don't get enough sleep or they're sleep deprived. Um, yeah, you know, the experts say seven hours optimally nine hours children need nine to eleven hours um in i think it was probably around 10 years ago i remember reading a poll that uh, under 50 percent of oh yeah just right under 50 percent of people only get um <clears throat> six to seven hours of sleep a night or five to seven, something like that. Well, when that happens, you risk heart disease, diabetes, depression, not to mention um, what someone I used to be friends with a long time ago said his grandmother called feeding your sleep. It's like you can't sleep so you eat. And I don't, it's, that's not a good thing to do either because then you really can't sleep. Well-rested people are less likely to have issues with their immune systems. Lack of sleep makes you stressed and irritable. Um, <clears throat> sleep is a frequency. We have the light sleep, which is relax, and then the deep or REM sleep. 
is where we dream, rebuild the immune system, recharge muscles, process memories and feelings, normalize hormone levels that reverse the effects of stress and help heal the body. This is the healthiest form of sleep. Uh, people like to take naps. That's where we rest and recharge a little bit. And so if that's your thing, have at it. I don't see a problem with that. <clears throat> There's a, um, the most healthy sleep though is REM sleep. And you probably can't get in that during a nap because they're not long enough. Sleep frequencies were discovered about a hundred years ago. Every li living thing has its own healthy frequency like a tuning fork that vibrates at different frequencies for, for each note. Uh, scientists found that there were constructive and destructive frequencies. Destructive frequencies can totally destroy glasses. Remember, I think it was Ella Fitzgerald singing on the, is it live or is it Memorex? And she broke a glass with her voice. Um, <clears throat> So destructive frequencies can destroy lots of things like sleep and human cells and cement. Sleep and human cells are under the effect of frequencies. If you sing by yourself, you can sing off tune, but in a choir, it's easily to stay on tune, some would say because together we become greater like a team than individually, and that's what cells in the body do as well. Uh, the Earth has a frequency, one for light and one for dark. Since it rotates at about 500 miles per hour and is traveling through space at a million miles per hour, can you believe that? It creates, thank you, gravity, so we don't all fly off into space, it creates a resonating frequency from the motion it goes through. The earth resonates at a similar frequency as our healthy red blood cells. The earth's daytime frequency is significantly different from the nighttime frequency. When it's dark, the frequency slows down. When the suns, while the sun's rays illuminate the earth, it has a stimulated frequency. As the earth rotates into darkness, the frequency slows down, signaling us human being people that it's time to slow down and sleep too. Scientists call this a biorhythm. So when we um, take herbs with frequencies like um, Similar to that, to the, to the calming down, the slowing down, and those are valerian, passion flower, hops, uh, melatonin, helps us find the natural frequency. Melatonin actually does it for us. Uh, <clears throat> melatonin is a hormone produced in the brain by the pineal gland from the amino acid tryptophan. The synthesis and release of melatonin are stimulated by darkness and suppressed by light, suggesting the involvement of melatonin in circadian rhythm and regulation of diverse body functions. 
levels of melatonin in the blood are supposed to be highest prior to bedtime. But if you're stressed or anxious or fussed up or overstimulated, who knows? Melatonin possesses antioxidant activity and many of its uh, uses are therapeutic or preventive based on this property. Melatonin has been called the body's own natural sleeping pill. It plays a key role in the sleep cycle by helping you fall asleep. Besides its function as a synchronizer of the biological clock, it's an antioxidant, it can easily cross cell membranes and the blood-brain barrier. Um, there was research found that if women who are perimenopausal or menopausal, taking um, melatonin at bedtime produced an improvement in thyroid function. And it's also used for, for headaches. It's in the gallbladder, it has many protective properties such as converting cholesterol to bile and increasing the mobility of gallstones removal from the gallbladder. It is um, anti-cancer. There's many, many uses for melatonin. We have a great melatonin at the shop. Um, <clears throat> so spring is almost here and I started thinking about, well, I'm always thinking about tonic and adaptogenic herbs, but the adaptogenic herbs are nature's answer to the stresses of modern life. Um, ad adaptogens appear to, or tonic herbs, appear to normalize the production of hormones especially the ones associated with stress. They also normalize immune function. Um, they enhance your energy. Uh, they protect the liver from chemical toxicity. They enhance eyesight, improve sleep, aid digestion, improve respiratory function. The one that I like the most for improving respiratory function, it's an adaptogenic combination called lung support. It's really very good. They also protect cardiovascular health, uh, balance your mood, and balance blood sugar. And some of the popular ones are Eleuthero, or we used to call it Siberian ginseng, great for anxiety, anybody can take it. Then we have Korean ginseng and American ginseng, cordyceps, other adaptogenic formulas are Adaptamax and Suma combination, one of my super duper fav favorites. It's a formula containing some of the world's finest adaptogenic and tonic herbs Suma from Brazil, Astragalus from China, Eleuthero or Siberian ginseng from Russia, Ginkgo from Europe, and Gota Cola from India. 
Goda-Cola really is a grow old without aging herbs, such as they all are actually, everything in this formula. Uh, India, I'm sorry, in India, elephants, well, I don't know if just in India, but elephants eat Goda-Cola. And we know that elephants never forget. So it's good for your memory. Uh, the Suma plant, the actual Suma plant, is um, people in South America eat it as part of their daily diet. It strengthens and protects the body and mind against stress. It's very balancing in terms of blood sugar, hormones, skin disorders, blood pressure, fatigue, all that stuff. And reishi mushrooms are another adaptogenic herb. Um, reishi is, reishi mushrooms are the oldest function, fungus mentioned in traditional Chinese medicine. They call it the king of mushrooms. It prevents premature aging by protecting cells from free radicals. It improves cardiovascular health by lowering inflammation within blood vessels and arteries. It's um, great for the brain. It promotes growth of new neurons. It defends against tumor growth and cancer of the breast, ovaries, prostate, colon, liver, and lungs. And ashwagandha, our ashwagandha combination is very wonderful as well to take every day. I take it every morning. Ashwagandha is often called Indian ginseng because of its rejuvenating properties. It's also been used for over 4,000 years. It boosts physical endurance. It improves immune response by boosting white blood cell count. It kills cancer in human breast, bone, and skin cells. It helps alleviate headaches, irritability, depression, mood swings, and sleep disturbances. The truth is that our bodies have brilliant, natural, self-repairing abilities. Our bodies know how to fix broken bones, how to get rid of cancer, how to slow or reverse aging, how to heal from many kinds of injury. But when you're worried, fearful, or stressed, these systems can kind of break down, so let's not go there. Um, Ginseng is one of the most prized herbs. It, it normalizes, it balances. It normalizes many body processes. It can reduce high blood pressure or raise low blood pressure. Uh, it also helps balance both high and low blood sugar levels. The adaptogenic effects of ginseng aid a wide variety of mental and physical processes as suggested by lots of studies. It has a, it, ginseng contains saponins, which have a hormonal-like quality and work to improve the function of the adrenal glands for men and women. 
It enhances immunity. It stimulates white blood cells, which filter toxins from the blood and the lymph. Ginseng also enhances natural killer cells and antibody activity. Taking ginseng, well, actually taking a supplement program every day, um, but since I'm talking about ginseng, we'll say ginseng brings an overall feeling of well-being and may relieve insomnia and depression. It helps to prevent and aid memory loss in older people by speeding up brain processes. You know, when you uh, observe someone who is at the beginning or mid stages maybe of dementia, it's a very sad thing. Very, very sad. Okay, moving on to my very last story for today's podcast. We have a lovely customer who lives in California. She picks, uh, by the way, she was in rough shape when I first met her. And I'm going to say it's been seven years ago, maybe. I don't know how long ago. Um, due to some, shall we call it, pharmaceutical drug use, she was beginning to lose her brain. She has totally regained all of her marbles. She's calm. She's not, uh, she used to have extreme um, anxiety attacks. When I say extreme, I <laughs> haven't ever seen anyone have a panic attack like her. Anyway, she's good now. She's really, really, really good. Um, she's back to traveling, loves to travel. Anyway, she picks oranges and lemons off her trees in her her yard. She has a garden and then a yard and she grows fresh vegetables and flowers and she has lemon and orange trees in her backyard. So I thought I would talk about lemons. Lemons have a lot of healing power. Um, <clears throat> I actually make a loaf cake with um, thyme, lemon, blueberries, and you don't use lemon juice. You use the whole entire uh, outside of the lemon, the zest of it. And then I cut the lemon in half and squeeze it and then drink lemon water. There's really no distinct line between food and medicine when it comes to plants, and lemon is an excellent example of a food that can act as a medicine. I just can't even imagine how fresh those lemons are. Um, <clears throat> my One of my herb teachers back in the 80s recommended drinking the juice of half a lemon in water to cleanse your system first thing in the morning. There was the, and then in, I think it was in the early 80s or maybe the 70s, I don't know, it was called the Master Cleanser, advocating fasting on natural lemonade made with maple syrup and capsicum. You can drink lemon water unsweetened, but when I tell people that, I'm, 
they say, oh, how could, how could I do that? I couldn't do that. Well, then put some uh, honey in it, but then you have to really mix and mix and mix because the honey, unless the water's warm, the honey kind of stays in globs. If you start to feel like congested or stuffy, um, lemon juice actually makes you feel refreshed, lighter, and more energetic. This could be due at least partially to the alkalizing effect of lemons. Lemons help flush waste acids from the body, dissolve fatty congestion, and stimulate ener energy production in the mitochondria of cells. To your lemon juice, you can add Tygo. This is a really great idea. Uh, it reduces allergic reactions for people. She actually used to be allergic to some of the weeds in her garden, but she got totally over that. Even though uh, it's lemon juice, lemons are acidic, lemons have an alkalizing effect. Lemons are a great antioxidant. You can um, put lemon juice on your apple slices or your fruit salad to keep them from turning brown. It's also a refrigerant, meaning it helps to cool the body during summer heat or, or if you have a fever. You can make a tea using lemon, ginger, and honey uh, as a remedy for colds and flu. Lemon also acts as a tonic for the pancreas and liver. It can help settle an acid stomach. It's helpful for acid conditions such as gout, rheumatism, and arthritis. It can also relieve sore throats and strengthen blood capillaries because of its vitamin C and bioflavonoids. Lemon juice can be used with olive oil to flush gallstones as part of a gallbladder flush. You can use lemon juice to flush kidney stones. Uh, lemons are good for respiratory issues, problems, um, even including pneumonia. And then we have the uh, lemon essential oil, which you can use as, uh, it's an antiseptic. It's an immune stimulant and digestive stimulant. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to maybe ingesting a drop of lemon essential oil, but I just perhaps maybe rather just drink the lemon water. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully I will be back with another podcast next Saturday. Enjoy your uh, weekend and looking forward to spring. Thank you. Bye.